This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. Ow! They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where big trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. He made one move. And that's just where he's going. Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. Way to go, Jack. Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. It's all in the reflexes. Another episode from Parts Unknown. It's Anthony Lewis here with uh, Aaron. How you doing? He's doing okay. He, he put us on pause because he didn't expect me to go to him right away. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I was uh, I was chewing Cheetos. Oh, we should totally just do that. This is the casual podcast. This isn't the professional one. You can totally just relax and and uh, and be yourself for sure. Take your uh, pants off. Yeah, yeah. Lay down on the bed, Glenn. Speaking of which, how are you doing? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm only laying down on the bed because of how my my power supply situation was the last go around. So I'm trying to make sure that there is no stress on my cable whatsoever. Uh, so we, or my back. Usually people are just like, "Yeah, hey, pretty good. I'm doing good." Um, Glenn, whole fucking explanation. Um, but it's nice to know that the power supply situation has worked itself out uh, properly. Uh, we are here talking uh, the 1986 sci-fi fantasy film Big Trouble in Little China, starring uh, The Rock and uh, Michelle Rodriguez, probably, and I don't fucking know who else. Uh, a bunch of Asian actors. Uh, no, this one with uh, Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, uh, and a bunch of Asian actors. Uh, James Hong. Victor Wong. Indeed, yes. Carter Wong, Peter Kwong. I'm not making that up. Those are fucking people in the movie. Yep, absolutely. It sounds like I'm mocking Aaron, but I'm not. Uh, directed by John Carpenter. Uh, 
I don't know which which one of you two would like to uh, describe the plot of the movie because I am I am unable to as for reasons I will explain momentarily. Who wants? I think to, old wants, Jack Burton could explain it better. You, you didn't watch the movie, did you? I no, I totally fucking watched the movie. I just don't remember anything about it. Nothing. Oh my god. Uh, I no, I will say this. I remember that Kurt Russell played a dude playing John Wayne. I will. I do remember that. I don't. Re- I know Kim Cattrall's name is in the title, but I don't recall ever having seen her in the film. Oh, <laughs> she was, I remember. She was her. the the white green eyed lady. You don't remember that? No, no. Really? Nope. Are you Are you sure you watched the movie? I really did watch the movie. Just none of it sunk in. I will explain this. I'm wow. just, I can I can explain it now, and then I can just shut up for the rest of the podcast, and you guys can talk about how much you liked it if you want. But oh no, Wait, please you didn't explain. Like it? Well, uh, yeah, l- 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 let's hear this first. Let's just get for those of you who aren't familiar with the movie. Uh, just real quick, Kurt Russell is a, a truck driver, philosopher, um, <laughs> poetry and life lessons all along the CB airwaves as he traverses our beautiful land, hauling goods and such. Um, through a third person. Yes. Always talk about himself in the third person. Old Jack Burton always says old Jack Burton, this, this, that, um, on one particular stormy night, he's dropping some knowledge, uh, pulling into Northern California. He's going to go to San Francisco. Um, he ends up on some docks, we presume, in Chinatown, just from you know, all the Chinese guys around playing Fantan. Uh, turns out he's there with an old buddy. He wins a lot of money. Uh, his friends end up owing him a lot of money. So they run to go to his restaurant so we can pay him. But first he's got to go to the airport to pick up Chick, the, his Chinese fella. Uh, his, his buddy Wang Chi, owner of the, the Dragon of the Black Pool restaurant, I, th- I believe is the name. Um, so they got to go to the airport to pick up a gal. Um, that he's been in love with forever. He he came to America, worked his fingers to the bone uh, to bring her to America, so they get married and all that American dream. So you're rooting for the guy already. Jack Burton's just wearing a poncho and a and an honestly got trucker baseball hat, just you know nodding with him, dropping knowledge. <laughs> they get to the airport. Uh, a Chinese gang, uh, kung fu gang with uh, invisible, unfoldable knives and bow staffs and all that, uh, kidnap um, his fiance by mistake because uh, they were there to kidnap another woman. As it turns out, uh, the the guy's fiance they kidnap is a Chinese woman who has green eyes, uh, and this gang, uh, having the ties they do, ended up kind of selling her to. Uh, how do you describe Lopan? Um, he's sort of a <laughs> his avatar is that of a of like a thousand year old Chinese man in a wheelchair who just seems very cantankerous, and then when he he breaks away and becomes his ethereal sort of free-floating, omniscient self. He's like a seven-foot-tall, uh, beautifully porcelain-skinned, what you'd imagine a, a Chinese dragon wizard to look like. Wise Kraken so, uh, Wise Kraken, yeah. Um, Jack, long story short, Jack and Wing, uh, they figure all this out because in Chinatown, all you have to do is ask a few questions and you just figure shit out like instantly. Um, they, they figured out that his fiance is being held to... But Jack Burton's like, well, uh, fuck this. Let's just go get her. So they go to get her. Um, and in doing so, end up uh, in a subterranean uh, labyrinth uh, made up of just different kind of uh, foot clan soldiers, uh, prostitutes in bamboo cages, um, monsters. It's everything you would imagine uh, a Chinese-based like fantasy tale uh, you know, lore that could appear there is down in this dungeon like you know world um they eventually free all the hookers uh 
and they decide, fuck it, we just need to get out of here. So in the middle of hooker escape, um, they're in uh, a, a, a bus driving away, and they figure out, like, oh, man, we did not grab my fiance. Shit. And so Jack Burton realizes uh, the chick he wants to put this cruise to, a la Kim Cattrall, uh, is missing as well. She was kidnapped by a giant Sasquatch-looking thing wearing not really a Chewbacca sort of uh, leather tartan around his chest, but close. Well, as it so happens, uh, she also has green eyes in this movie. Um, so both these girls have green eyes, and as it turns out, Lopan can shed his foreskin kind of uh, looking self to become the omniscient, ethereal porcelain shack that he wants to be. Um, but he has to sacrifice a girl with green eyes to his god in order to regain his flesh body. So he figures like, hey, I'm going to kill the white bitch and marry the Chinese girl. They both got green eyes. I'm covered. Um, Jack Burton and Wang uh, then enlist a some sort of a kung fu army um, to go with them. Yeah, uh, Egg Shen. With, with Egg Shen, yes. The, this wizard who uh, owns a... A, a tourist, like a, a, a tour bus, a touring bus. He, he, he starts the movie off just giving tours around to people, uh, you know, in, in Chinatown. And he's just very happy, and he seems like a, a cuddly uncle. Um, he was the uncle from Three Ninjas there, fun fact. Um, so with Egg Chen, they force their way into into Lopan's uh, wedding ceremony chapel, and the instant he's married, they launch this fucking attack. And uh, oh, I'm sorry. But before they go into this attack, they drink some magic potion from Egg Chen because you know he's a little wizard. Uh, so they crash the wedding. You know, it, there's just ninja shit and fucking kung fu and swords and knives and lasers going off everywhere. Uh, Egg Chen and uh, and Lo Pan have like a full on you know Potter and Voldemort like wizard duel. But instead of fighting with like lasers and shit, they both create. Uh, they almost play rock'em sock'em robots with these old Chinese giant warriors they make out of light beams and their pinkies. Um, it was a pretty cool part. Uh, all in all, what happens is Egg Chan, uh, not Egg Chan, Wang Chi just goes apeshit. He's the actual hero of the entire movie. Jack Burton's, uh, as Tony said, is this sort of John Wayne-ish, just really aloof, just kind of doofus. You know what I mean? You would expect him to be the movie in any other movie. You know, he would have been the hero, but Wang Chi. You know, and uh, and Egg Chan are the true heroes of the movie. They're the ones leading the assault. I mean, they're the ones you know really killing everybody. They're saving everybody. You know, it, it, it's it's a really interesting movie just for kind of like the, the roles it, it puts its leads into. However, um, the big kill of the movie comes when Jack Burton decides he's going to go face to face with Lo Pan uh, after he rescues Kim Cattrall. Uh, in a very cool little sequence, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen the movie. You know, please go do so. He takes out Lo, uh, Lo Pan, and you know. They escape and everybody's happy. They end up back at the restaurant. They're having a big celebratory meal. Uh, Wang ends up giving Jack uh, a whole bunch of money for, uh, you know, sort of helping uh, save the world and rescue his fiance. So Kim Cattrall is like leaning against this wall, looking all seductive, just like, "Hey, what about me? We can get a big truck." And he's just like, "Nah, bitch, I'm gonna kick rocks." And he leaves. Well, as he's back <laughs> on the CB eating a hoagie, dropping knowledge on people. Uh, they pan to the back of his truck, and oh shit, there's the giant Sasquatch Wookiee looking to attack his ass. So could there be a sequel to the movie? Uh, there should have been. Uh, the sequel did come out in comic book form just a few months ago, and it is amazing. It picks up right where you know the monster's in the back of the truck, and it's, it's Jack Burton at his finest. But uh, I really, truly love this movie, and I have for basically my entire life. From the first moment I saw it, I watch it once a week, like no bullshit still. Uh, to this day, I got quoted inside it out. Uh, it's absolutely amazing, and I am dying 
to know what Tony thought of this movie. Well, actually, let's get to Glenn first, since I'm sure Glenn. I am uh, so not the main well. event. I am so not. The no, main I think event. you are because you didn't like it. You're the you're the standalone here. How do you not like Big Trouble in Little China? Well, it's kind of you know, like you said, he's basically playing John Wayne, so you're sticking with that like really heavy American archetype where they're the hero, but but just he honestly you know, swaggers. Kurt Russell swaggers when he, he walks in this film. Yeah, no, and, but it's great because it's awesome social yeah. commentary about Absolutely. basically the ego of the American hero and how <laughs> we probably don't do as much as we think we do. We may be there and do the final kill, but as far as doing all the grunt work to get it there, not, not so much. You know, we he, killed, he killed one guy, and that was because the guy, the guy literally fell on him when he had a yeah. knife in his boot. Yep. Glenn, are you saying this is? Uh, are you saying this whole movie is a euphemism for like the uh, the American railroad system? How we uh, how we are so proud of it, yet it was built off the back of of Asian slaves. Essentially, is this what you're saying? Uh, this film is uh, a euphemism for that. Yeah, well, you could say probably <laughs> for anything. Yeah, probably. I mean, I was thinking more of just like aspects of war. We, were, you know, was I stretching just... too far with the railroad? <laughs> no, no, you weren't. But uh, no, it's just it's really great satire. And not to mention, it's a John Carpenter movie. So yeah, the, the, it's, it's a about... John Carpenter film. I mean, John Car- Carpenter and Kurt Russell have done amazing things, and this one is not, you know it it's right up there with the best films they've done together. I mean, each of them individually as well, uh, it might be the tops of both their works. I think the interesting thing about it, and more so with big like with big, when Big Little, oh my gosh. When Big Trouble in Little China came out, you know, the other movies that John Carpenter and Kurt Russell were also doing around that time. So you have The Thing, which is very different from this. And you have Escape Escape New New York, York, which is like this to an extent. But it like it's more about, you know, glorifying that American hero. Whereas this one kind of, you know, demeans it, which is kind of makes him look like an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, where it's interesting to see like the types of films this guy was doing like in a lot of ways, John Carpenter is just the, uh, like the less, not less successful, but the less well-known respected version of Steven Spielberg, like that kind of director who does a lot of different things, whereas he may be more comfortable in a certain setting, but his talent exceeds a genre. Absolutely. It's kind of how John Carpenter is. And this movie is about as crazy as it gets. And I don't see how you don't enjoy it. Uh, well, first, Glenn, I think Big Little in China Trouble is the porn parody starring Joni Lauer, I believe. <laughs> Don't forget uh, the uh, um, the Brandon Lee uh, vehicle that was showdown in Little Tokyo, <laughs> co-starring uh, one Mr. Dolph Lundgren. Holy shit. Um, and Tia Carrere. Uh, oh, and actually Victor Wong. Uh, Victor Wong, too. I'm sorry. Yeah. The... Um, First, even though I even though I get and you made a really fucking valid point, Glenn, about the whole doing Kurt Russell doing uh, doing John Wayne and kind of representing the the American ego type oh, thing. I'm sorry, it was James Hong. James Hong was in Showdown in Little Tokyo. My mistake. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. It was Carrie. Uh, shit, who played uh, Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat? And he's movie? in Fifth Element. Oh fuck yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I I don't know his name offhand. Yeah. Um, Terry, I can't pronounce this. I don't want to butcher it, but you guys know. Uh, I, I should just note, despite despite that, and it was a great point, Glenn. I can't fucking stand John Wayne, so just having to hear that voice 
the whole movie drove me batshit insane. I can't fucking stand John Wayne at all. Yeah, but John Wayne never said, son of a bitch must pay. No, but I mean, you know, that's just because he wasn't in the... He, he said close to that. It's close enough. Uh, yeah, have uh, you ever seen... Uh, uh, I have only... Oh my enjoyed... gosh, The Searchers, where he's basically like, I hate them engines. Like, that's not... <laughs> I, I, I enjoy... Look, I enjoyed John Wayne in in True Grit, but... The Cowboys? I enjoyed I enjoyed the newer version of True Grit way more than the original version. So, oh yeah, because uh, Jeff Bridges, man, I mean, come on, yeah, uh, and fuck John Wayne. Um, so that 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 was that was an issue for me. Aaron did point out, by the way, my two favorite things in the movie. There were two things I really did dig. Uh, the first, the whole thing of uh, Kurt Russell's character being portrayed very heavily especially from the forefront is like oh here's your motherfucking hero of the movie oh and here's his his dumbass asian sidekick and then when they flip-flop things around like no no no, he's the dumbass sidekick and the asian guy is the hero i thought was brilliant that is really cool uh and that's the sort of shit they don't really do very often if at all uh so kudos to john carpenter i thought that that green hornet did they? I didn't watch that movie. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's not good, but it's no. exactly what they do. Yep. I mean, is it really that surprising, though, that Seth Rogen would be the dumbass in a movie? <laughs> I mean, no, that's like what no. he does best. Um, and I... but, but for Kurt Russell at that time, that is truly, you know, that's Yeah, the, just the hits he was coming off of. That's probably the, this, yeah. the coolest thing about it. And, yeah, uh, and I loved the end what, that you described as well. Where wasn't wasn't she saying like you know don't don't I even get a kiss or something like that? And he yeah, just, or was, her, her friend Margo's like, aren't you going to kiss her goodbye? And he he's like, nope. nope. And then turns around and walks off. I'm like, holy shit, that was great. It's the coolest fucking part of any movie. He's just like, whatever, bitch, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like the you know the the quite frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn of 1980s sci-fi movies. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and did I forget to mention that during said lightning storm, when the movie yeah. ends, uh, it's at night and uh, Jack Burton is wearing fucking sunglasses as he's driving. Here's the thing. And I, eating a sandwich and talking on the CB. The, the that's, answer, a, that's a fucking man right there. The answer to all <laughs> the answer to all of your questions surrounding my my not liking this movie essentially stems from uh Basically, so the first thing I heard about this was like, oh, this is a fucking cult classic, which immediately the first thing I should have done was ask you, which category of cult classic does this fall into? The awesome kind. Because there there are the truly well-made, amazing films that got that either were overlooked by movie audiences, but critics love them or that sort of thing. And then there are the cult classics uh, where critics hated it and the movies were not good, but they're so bad that they're good that people no. love them. That, that it, no, was, it was the first one the movie. was yeah, so good. One. It was just overlooked. Yeah, definitely the first one. Really? Because this one was pretty fucking panned when it came out by critics. Uh, well, but I, people love it. I think it's, well, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, that that being said, usually I tend to there's like there's like no one critic that I'm like oh I fucking will always watch what he but usually in aggregate when critics say this film is really good usually it's pretty good and when in aggregate they say it's eh it's not that great usually it's not that great uh, this was kind of like all the things I don't really care about in movie like I don't know if it was particularly bad or anything but it was just stuff that didn't hold my attention like I'm not into the Really, you were Kung into like the Fu, like Charlie the kung Chan fu with, stuff. No, what about like the the 
the the three winds or the the the, the furies like the the three ninjas with like all the mega superpowers and shit. Nah, I mean, and and for me, and for me, for that stuff. To and sort I keep of saying work, ninja, and I know that's wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> and for and for me, like for that sort of stuff to work, I would have had to have watched this in 1986, because for that to work for me now, it can't look like cheesy 1986 visual effects, because then it just looks like a really crappy, crappy. Well, that's a you problem. Yeah, no, right. it's totally a me problem. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying my opinion says that this is the worst movie of all time, and everybody wants to agree with me. I, I'm not even saying it's the worst movie of all time. I'm just saying I watched it and I was just like, yeah, okay. What What was really weird was Netflix thought I would give it a four. Uh, based well, because you should. Based off of no, well, here's the based off of and I and I think the algorithm is you know basing it off of what you've watched from beginning to end or whatever that you've rated. Uh, and I know for a fact that I haven't watched any movies that are remotely similar to this that I've given high scores to. <laughs> I don't think there's any movie that's remotely similar to it. Well, I mean, the, the only thing I can think of that was kind of like, you know, old-timey-based kung fu shit, you know, would be like the Kill Bill movies, which I do love. Um, and that, I mean, that isn't similar to this, but, it you know, it is in so much as that Tarantino goes for an older style film and it was fucking tons of Kung Fu shit in that movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. None, none of this just really worked for me. Like I was listening to Aaron recap the film and I, I was with him. I remembered everything up until when she, uh, the woman got kidnapped in the airport. And then after that, I'm like, are you sure this is what happened in the movie? Cause I remember <laughs> watching it. And then when you, when you got to the end where he blows her off at the end, I remember that very vividly because I was like, oh, shit, that was great. Uh, but the rest of it just, yeah, none of it connected with me uh, at all. Um, I'm trying to think of the other. There was, a, I think, didn't John Carpenter do, wasn't there like John Carpenter's Vampires or something like that that he did? Yeah. That another, was another great fucking movie. I remember really loving that movie. So I figured I was going to be all in on this. But yeah. But have just, you watched it today? John Carpenter's Vampires. No, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen John Carpenter's Vampires actually in a really long time. Uh, oh, man, time... that, that Baldwin in there. Oh, he looks like a fucking pink t- like T Rex. He's got the jawline of a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the last time I watched it, uh, my friend and I had rented it on VHS. So it's been a while since wow. I've seen John Carpenter's Vampires. I don't think it's on. Did you get it's... a blockbuster too? Um, you know, probably Hollywood Video. Oh, maybe a Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are only three Carpenter movies on Netflix, and that is not one of them. So, What, uh, what is the other two? Outside of Big Trouble, they've got The Ward from 2011 and uh, Assault on Precinct 13 from 76. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Watch that, that one. Was that was good. really that good. Was good. Yeah, it is. They don't have The Thing anymore? I love The Thing. No, The Thing is off. Uh, that's probably my favorite horror movie. Um, but yeah, like, I, am not going to sit here and shit all over this movie. You guys obviously love and Ben, I'm sure Ben, if he were on here too, he would gang up on me as well. Cause he seemed to really fucking love this movie, but it's Kurt fucking Russell, man. Yeah. He's Cause he, he watched it with his eyes open. I think that's the problem. Maybe so, he fell asleep or something. So here's, the, here's, the, here's the other thing I've got to ask about Kurt Russell. Uh, so you guys, you guys like him because he's, he's terribly, he's terribly good at acting or terribly bad that he's good. Like I found him horrible. I didn't find him good at all. Like well, even, that, well, that's the whole point of Jack Burton, though. Yeah, Jack Burton is. Well, just... I mean, I mean everything I've seen Kurt Russell in. He's not. Oh, what are you talking about? Tango shame. and Cash. 
Seriously. I've never well, I've never watched Tango and Cash. I've only seen a Soldier. few movies, but fucking Tombstone. The few Kurt yeah, Russell dude, movies I've seen of he's been Tombstone. Horrible. You do not tell me. Escape he's from bad New York. I mean, come on, man. I didn't like Escape from New York. <laughs> uh, oh my god! What I would have watched. I not used cars. Did you like him? And have you ever seen that movie? Because no, he's excellent in it. I've not seen. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, he is. He would, is so fucking him and Jack Warden. Oh my god! Uh, I'm goddamn Royal Fuchs. I'm Royal Fuchs. Goddamn it! I just oh man. No, no. You what about gotta, Dark Blue? Nope. Yeah, Dark Blue. Uh, Three thousand miles to Graceland. Tombstone was on my Netflix queue before they had uh, removed it. So ah, uh, dude, Tombstone's so good. Death Proof. Fucking oh my god. I mean, Val Coomer is much better in that movie, but Kurt Russell. Unlawful awesome. goddamn entry. Backdraft. I mean, come on. Saw yeah, Backdraft back didn't like that either. Oh <laughs> you don't like Backdraft? Oh my Jesus. Uh, he was the what, voice do you of not like Miracle? Forrest Gump. Does that help? Uh, actually, Glenn, uh, I have not watched Miracle, but I have no desire to watch Okay, that. Tony, I got two for you that I know you cannot argue against. Okay. Fucking Stargate, man. I've seen Stargate. You know what's better than Stargate the movie? Stargate the TV series. You're such a dick. Way what fucking I, better. You're, you're absolutely wrong. Like, Captain Ron. Dude. <laughs> Dude, fucking MacGyver outacted Kurt Russell. I mean, granted, he had ten seasons to outact. I, I would argue, I would argue against that point, sir, and he say that the outacted. Stargate the movie is far superior to the TV show. Uh, yeah, it's way better. Way I mean, better. I mean, it only because did, of Kurt Russell. It only yeah. did. It only Not did to seven. Or... James by fucking Christ Spader. Uh, James, no, James Spader was great. I liked him a lot in uh, as uh, whatever the fuck his name Prince is, Daniel. Stewart. Daniel yeah. something or other. French Stewart as the half-blind fucking alien soldier. <laughs> fucking French Stewart. <laughs> now you're stretching. Now you're really fucking reaching. Um, no, it's <laughs> I don't know. It's just some people have that thing for every time I've seen him. It's, he just feels like uh, a dude who just wandered onto a set one day and they just presumed he you know was an actor. And they're just like, all right, just fucking roll tape on this asshole. You know what? I'm just going to tell you. Kurt Russell's a lot like Idris Elba. You just don't get it. Just don't get I it. I totally yes. get Idris Elba. You he's don't get amazing. Uh, a lot of people think he's amazing. But you just don't get Kurt Russell. You just don't get it. Yeah, you no, just I, don't get don't, it. I don't get Kurt Russell at <laughs> all, apparently. I guarantee you're going to love him in The Hateful Eight. I mean, maybe. I, I Look, I'm not oh going to... I'm going to not... There, there, are some people, <laughs> there are some people that I refuse to just give chances to. Um, you know, Kurt Russell's what not... What about the guys. upcoming horror western with... Uh, with him, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, David Arquette, and Sid Haig. Matthew Fox, holy! It's f- called Bone Tomahawk. They're still giving that guy work, huh? I mean, he might have married a producer's daughter. You, you never know. I was gonna say, wasn't Matthew Fox? Matthew Fox was the guy who, uh, uh, wasn't he the guy who got drunk and beat the shit out of somebody on a bus or something? Wasn't he that- was Racer X? <laughs> oh, and by the way, by the way, this film did. Yeah, it was something. it was like in Cleveland or some shit. By the way, this film did get something correct. I will I will talk talk about. Uh, I, I will give it kudos for that as well. Uh, green is in fact the rarest eye color according to the internet. Only two percent of the world's population has green eyes. Yeah, what oh, about shit. green and blue? Because David Bowie's got that in spades. Well, yeah, but you know, David Bowie is by himself also the rarest of breeds. Yeah, I understand. Nicola Tesla. What is Alice Eve? There. Does she? Oh, yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit. She's another gifted individual. Sorry, thanks to uh, JJ. I have, I have green eyes, so yeah, I, mean, I feel good face. about being a special 2%. <laughs> uh, 
um, all right, so I think that wraps it up. Everybody has agreed that I am wrong. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you also agree that you're wrong. That's good. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing by my my own opinion that I did not like this movie. I'm relatively certain when I when I rechecked with myself that I still didn't enjoy it. Uh, you but need I to remind yourself. You got to rewatch it. But I can also. Um, I mean, I mean, I might revisit it at some point if if enough people are like, "Hey, no, no, you're really, really wrong. Give it another shot." I think at some point I'll I'll revisit it, but. Uh, I, I, I feel like when I watched it now and I'm like, this did not age particularly well. I don't think in a few years from now, I'm going to feel like it's aged better. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not unwilling. I, I will, I will give things second, second chances or whatever, but it really just didn't connect with me. But you know what though, for me, that's really no different from most of the other movies we've talked about in this podcast series. Uh, wow. The vast majority of which have not really connected with me uh, in one way or the other. I think, like Snowpiercer is the only thing I really truly enjoyed. Uh, like I, I really enjoyed talking about Detroit Nine Thousand with you, Aaron. But I really didn't enjoy the movie. Uh, I'm flabbergasted, Tony. But it was fucking fun to talk about. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, uh, man. it just wasn't my thing, but. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, hey, look! I, I know I'm not alone because I've seen a few other people out there who are just like, "Hey, I love this." So wrong, horrible. Yeah. No, no. Well, like, I tell you what. Since uh, they admit that they love it, but they also say that they know it's a horrible movie, but they don't give a shit. So, but they, you know, like so. Let's uh, let's, let's pick the other new movie now. Why? Why do it now? That's like the best part of the the regular podcast. Yeah, but what if what if we don't have another new uh, enough news for you know a show this week? Uh, I'm pretty sure we got something to talk about after what happened today. What, what, what Glenn? Are you still talking about the the people from Hannibal getting released from their contracts or something? Is that, is no, this... no, not that. That's not big enough news. But but no, we do we do have stuff to talk about. I'm uh, I I will have seen the the Terminator movie. Uh, there's that fucking Rocky trailer. Uh, Glenn uh, says that there's some other shit that has that has come out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean they had those uh, set photos for Entertainment Weekly and stuff for Dawn of Justice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dawn of Justice photos. Yeah, there's stuff to talk about. We'll be okay. Oh cool. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Pl- plus, we'll do the box office thing. That stretches it out uh, in total. Yeah. Uh, the, the box office. World. Are they still doing good? Uh, they're projecting another forty million this week. Shit. Yeah, and it still hasn't opened in Japan, which they're assuming will do a hundred and fifty million there. Oh my god! It it could get the Titanic. It could. It probably won't, but it could do it. Fuck James Cameron. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh. I guess that's a wrap for this week. We're going to be back uh, sooner, hopefully, rather than later, with yet another completely randomized choice from the Netflix. Uh, we have not gotten, we haven't had a documentary in a while. I'm kind of hoping that's that trend continues. But I have a. We can talk about Talladega. Hopefully, we get that Silk Road documentary. I want to watch a shit out of that. Is that is that up on Netflix? I'm not sure. I'm just kind of spitballing. I just think that'd be cool to watch. <laughs> that's the one about the black market, right? Yeah. Yeah, the guy who did yeah. the internet drug website. Yeah. Boy, did they fuck that guy over, man. Oh, holy shit, did they ever. Probably way harsher than they Oh, yeah. Should, but. Man. Uh, 
Um, and Max Scherzer is so good at pitching. Quit. Shut up, Glenn. We're done talking about Scherzer. He doesn't even exist to me anymore. That fucking. That's fine. Guy. My team gave him. Do you? At least you had him when he was good. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we clearly we've underutilized and undervalued him. I, I would. <laughs> I would presume. Uh, son of a bitch. All right. Uh, so for Glenn and Aaron, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next time with a more podcasting from parts unknown. Hey, Cinema Geekly listener, it's Anthony Lewis. Have you ever asked yourself, self, I'd really like to support CinemaGeekly.com. I love the content. I love the podcasts. It's all great. I love it. You'll want to help out CinemaGeekly.com. You want to help out the site you love so much. But you just can't. There isn't a way. Well, you know what? We've brought a way to you. If you shop on Amazon.com. And at this point, I'm not sure who doesn't. Amazon has a gajillion products available to people just like you and me. From movies, video games... You want to watch movies? Buy a TV, Blu-ray player. You can get any of that stuff from Amazon. You can buy like a kayak uh, from Amazon. There's literally something for everybody. If you're like me, you've got Amazon.com bookmarked. But you know what? I say to you, throw that bookmark away. Just go to cinemageekly.com. On the right-hand side of our page, there's a big button with the Amazon logo. You just click that. It takes you to Amazon like normal. You shop like normal. There's no extra cost to you whatsoever. But for every purchase you make through that link on the CinemaGeekly.com website, Amazon is going to shave off 8 to 10% of that purchase and give it right back to Cinema Geekly. So if you are looking for a way to uh, help out your favoritist website in the whole wide universe or multiverse or hooniverse, then look no further. Click that button on the right side of cinemageekly.com. Buy yourself some cool shit from amazon.com and help out Cinema Geekly all at the same time.